0: Welcome back to another episode of Voice Activated, your Antline audio podcast. I'm your host, James, and today I'm joined by Dylan, um, who works at probably one of the coolest places in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Dylan, how are you doing today? And tell us where you're from. Hey, man. I'm doing
1: great. Um, my name is Dylan, as you said. Uh, I work at uh, Ground Control Classic Arcade downtown in Portland. Um, I am the, uh, the promotions director, so I get to do fun stuff like this. I uh, I do everything on on our social media and our website, and set up events, and you know just get to do generally fun stuff.
0: So, awesome, awesome job! It sounds like. Tell us a little bit about Ground, <laughs> Ground Control. What What is it? How did it get started? Who goes there?
1: Yeah, uh, Ground Control is a uh, we call it a classic arcade. Um, it, it mean, it doesn't mean that we just have old games, but we. We do have a bunch of retro games and more modern classics. So we kind of have a mix of, uh, of different games. But we are an um, arcade and bar. So we are all ages between noon and about 4.30 every day. And then we, uh, we kick the kids out and we are strictly 21 plus, operating just like a bar at 5 o'clock. So we've got a um, like full bar, a bunch of local beer, um, you know everything you'd find at a bar. Awesome. And we've got cup holders at all our games, so you can drink and play games.
0: Awesome. So, what kind of games? You said you've got classics. You've got others. What we got pinball. What kind of stuff do we got here at Ground Control?
1: Yeah, we have uh, we have a bunch of pinball tables, um, you know, from like some classic tables and some of our newer tables as well. Like we just got the uh, the Hobbit, which I believe is just just about one year old. And then um, in terms of video games, we've got, you know, classics like Galaga, Asteroids, Frogger, um, Donkey Kong. Pretty much everything you'd expect. And, um, you know, games from the 80s, 90s, and some games that were just released just a couple years ago.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, when I stopped by, I did get my fix of Time Cop for the first time in like 10 years. So that was awesome. Oh, uh, Time Crisis? (laughs) Time Crisis, thank you. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, my, my legs and my arms were sore by the, by the time I left that evening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, from using that pedal nonstop. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so when did you guys start Ground Control? Like, when did the, where did this idea come from? Um, where are you located? That kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Ground Control goes back to 99. Um, it was actually a couple of, uh, of record store employees brought some games into, into their record store and um eventually they they started up a whole new place and they were selling um selling like game consoles you know like uh like nes's snes's and um had records and arcade games and we've moved moved around a couple of times throughout the years probably our most significant move was to uh northwest cooch street down on uh fifth and cooch in downtown portland that was in 2004, um, and up until just about a month ago, we've been operating out of that location.
0: So what happened a month ago?
1: Well, we, we've been working on a big expansion project, so we are doubling the size of ground control. Basically, there's, a, there's another location just around the corner at uh, Fifth Avenue, and um, we moved everything over. We we spent about a year or so uh, renovating the space and making it look real pretty. (laughs) And uh, so what we've done is we've shut down the old location. Um, We've moved into the new location, and we're currently renovating the old spot so that we can reopen it and connect the two spots, which will uh, hopefully be done. um, We're hesitant to put a date on it because these things are kind of hard to predict. But we're hoping by August.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's a lot sooner than I expected. That's uh yeah, I, I recently got to see the new space, and one question I have to ask is where did the inspiration for that awesome bar come from?
1: Oh, that's uh well heavily inspired by war games, I would say. Okay. Um some people see uh see it and say, Oh, that's uh that's Whopper from War Games, and our bar is called Vopper. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah and we we have like the big uh we've got like the control room set up with um with our seating and just this wall of screens and a a big projector that we can you know run events on there with
0: yeah it was absolutely impressive and i love the little side booths that like i don't uh, the the whole wraparound it's hard to explain like you really have to go down and see it it's it's very, it's a very impressive bar. <laughs> like, I was, yeah, like, thanks. As as a nerd, I was like, oh man, I need one of these in my home.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. We put a lot of uh, a lot of time and work into it. It was, um, you know, we had to delay the launch for quite a while just to get all of the little details right. But we're pretty happy with how it came out, and we just we're just continuing to make improvements here and there, and um, you know, prepare the old side to reopen. So it's probably our biggest. Biggest project in uh, the history of ground control.
0: So, what is once both these are but open? What does this mean for new customers and old customers alike? Is there more machines going in? Is more space? What 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 kind of changes are they should they expect?
1: Yeah, um, more or less twice everything. <laughs> so, uh, we've got you know a whole new bar in the new space with um with with more taps than what we've had on this old side, and um, we have room for basically twice the amount of games. So we own um, far more games than we have room for in ground control. So this is going to allow us to uh, to fill out the space with a lot of the games that have been sitting in storage or, or just you know, being rotated into the arcade. So we'll have about I would say probably about 160 uh, video game uh, video and and pinball games. Awesome. So uh just about just about doubles what we've been operating in the past.
0: Man, that's that's absolutely amazing. Um because it felt like a lot because I've been going there for for years and it felt like a lot just with like 70 or 80 machines in there like you yeah. you didn't feel like you could make it all the way through in a trip anyway. So to have 160, that's going to be just awesome. Um, yeah,
1: I mean we we have the games, so we'd rather we'd rather operate them and and you know Offer all the choices to everybody because some people just come to play, you know, like games that they grew up in the 80s playing or some people might be more drawn to the newer games. Um, So right now we kind of have to offer like a like a mixed selection. And unfortunately, that means that we can't get all of our favorites in there. But we've been doing our best and it'll be just a lot easier overall once we have the room
0: yeah for sure um is there any plan on how the spaces are going to be divided? Is there going to be like a pinball room or like a eighties section or anything like that?
1: um it's something that we've considered because uh in the past at the um the five eleven Northwest Cooch location, we had all of our pinball tables upstairs mm-hmm. uh in the in the mezzanine, and some people liked that some people you know wanted them to be kind of mixed around more so right now in the new space we have everything just kind of mixed and um you know we're taking feedback on that and we'll it's going to be a tough decision on how to how to mix everything up once we're open on both sides but we're probably going to make sure that both sides have um at least a little bit of everything so that uh if we run like an event on one side or maybe like if we rent out one side to a private party we can still have a little bit of everything on the other side,
0: right? Um, but we sense. might,
1: you know, we might have like a row of, of like just games from the eighties or like uh, light gun games. So we'll probably still have a little bit of uh, categorization.
0: If you do a light gun game row, can you make sure you put it near the front door? So my wife doesn't have to come in to drag me out too far.
1: <laughs> or do you, or do you want her to have to look for you?
0: Nah, uh, I don't know. That means I'm in more trouble in the end of the night. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're. <laughs> what's your favorite machine in there, man? I mean, I've been talking about. I, I love the light gun games. What, what, what do you catch yourself playing while you're on your break at work or whatnot?
1: Man, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I mean, I grew up going to arcades. Just like, I fell in love with the whole arcade culture really young. So, um. We have a lot of games that I grew up with, you know, playing at like the local pizza place or, uh, or laundromat. So, um, it kind of depends on the day, but my favorites would probably be the uh, four-player Simpsons Beat 'Em up from 91. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I remember playing that when I was like probably uh, four years old. <laughs> um, I love Metal Slug, and we have a multi-metal slug cabinet. So you've got 1, X, 3, and 5 in there. I could spend all day on that thing, just trying to get the high scores.
0: Oh, um, metal Slug X, that game. I've got some nightmares yeah. about that game. That game yeah. is <laughs> not easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, they have there's some tough spots in there.
0: Yeah, I love it, um, though. It's a great game.
1: Metal, metal Slug 1 is, is probably my go-to, just because I played it the most as a kid. But um, they're all good. I think... I think four is probably the weakest, so we skipped over four and, you know, picked five instead since we could only have four games in there. I think that's uh, but beyond uh... – sorry, go ahead. No, I
0: said I think that's a great call with the, with the Metal Slug 4.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, beyond those games, um, I mean, there's so many. There's, like, the light gun games, like Time Crisis 2, like we were talking about. I used to um, – we used to go to this pizza place when I was a kid. And I would try to beat it with uh, with one credit. I don't think I could still do it. I might have to like warm up to it. But um, you know, every once in a while, I'll take a break and just see how far I can get with one credit. But uh, yeah, I love uh, I love Time Crisis. I love the uh, Turtles in Time, yes. four player uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Um,
0: I for some reason I'm
1: really drawn to Frogger. Oh, I don't know what it is, but I love Frogger. Is your
0: glutton for <laughs> punishment?
1: Yeah, exactly. I just like to get. Oh, I just like to avoid cars all day. And yeah, I think what it actually is is that I got really into achievements when like the uh, Xbox 360 came out, and that was one of the early arcade games. And I was just trying to get like every achievement in all these old games. So I had to uh, I had to get really good at Frogger, whether I liked it or not. Right. So I think that that kind of left me with an affinity for Frogger. <laughs>
0: I mean, if you're ever crossing a road, it's a good skill to have, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but you you so you you're kind of like me. You've got gamer ADD. You're kind of all Yeah, over a little the bit.
1: Place. Yeah. Got to got to 100% everything if possible.
0: Amen. And then collect all the vanity because that is yep. the most important part of the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it depends on the game, but I'll get pretty obsessive. Um there's a new uh, Aliens shooter, it's Aliens Armageddon, and um, one day I clocked out for a little bit, I was like, you know, I'm just going to play through this entire game and try to get a really good score, so I still have the high score on that one, and I just like keep an eye on it every, every so often. <laughs> Gotta like claim, claim my territory here or there.
0: Yeah, that one was a popular one when I was there, I was like standing there, I was like, okay, I'm going to wait for them to die, and then there's already like two more people waiting, I was like, oh man. It looked fun, though. I'm going to have to come in and, and, like, just wait and just, just you know, like put my, my quarters on the trip machine and wait for, for a chance and play it for a yeah, while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's how you do it. You put the quarters up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of our newer games, so a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Um, we have a lot, of, a lot of, like, returning customers, so people have been coming in for their first time in the new space. And we, we opened, um, I believe it was April 12th. Uh, don't look it up I might be wrong <laughs> but basically we opened mid-April so we're still getting um, you know some returning customers who were used to our old space checking out the new space seeing the new games and and uh, yeah that's one of the new ones
0: you had the new Star Wars one too I saw that
1: yeah the uh, the multiplayer version of the Star Wars Battle Pod
0: yeah it was so fun. you can
1: um, yeah that's that's one of our newest ones too it's super fun actually I'm I need to spend more time on it, but uh, one of my buddies just got like I think the eighth highest score if you like play through all of them in a row, all the different levels.
0: Holy moly!
1: People have been putting up scores on that thing left and right. Yeah, it's, it's, it uh, seems to be
0: a really popular game, like arcade cabinet that's come back out. It's almost like the revival of arcade cabinets. <laughs> like it's it's been crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's nice to see newer games still doing like a, you know, still being score oriented. and um and kind of pushing that competitive aspect to it even in the multiplayer version of it when you're linked up you know it's kind of like in a sense it's kind of like cooperative but you're still trying to get the best score of the two
0: right right and it was it was kind of cool to see that we've we've kind of had this like handhold for for video games for a while where it's just been like everybody gets a trophy if you get first place we'll give you a free game but there's no like (laughs) high score you know this is awesome like and that game was, like, it, it just, like, I don't know, it kind of, like, got that competitive edge back, you know? Like, I wanted to, like, just beat the next score. I don't know. And it was yeah. fun. It was so much fun. It's,
1: it's super fun. It's a good one for um, when we turn the games on free play. So you can just, like, sit there and, and just keep going for it.
0: Oh, man. I, I would, you know, like, use,
1: use arcade etiquette, but right, you know, take right. the time, same time.
0: Right, right. Arcade etiquette. I like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, everyone has to know it absolutely um, so one thing I did notice when I walked into the, uh, the space there's a game that is just front and center and it's called Killer Queen what is yeah. what is Killer Queen what's up with this game why is it so huge
1: <laughs> um, Killer Queen is the world's only 10 player strategy arcade game um, it's, it's uh, two different cabinets a gold and a blue cabinet and they're linked up together. So um, you have one team on one, on one side and one team on the other. You can have up to five people on there. You can, you can play like you know, 1v1 or 3v4 or any combination, but uh, the, the true Killer Queen experience is five versus five. It is uh, heavily uh, inspired by Joust, but it's like, a, it's like a 2D platformer strategy game where there's um, three different ways that your team can win. And so uh, we we got this game oh a couple years ago it's it's made by just a couple of guys over in New York so it's uh, it's actually just an indie game but it's been blowing up lately uh, we were one of the first arcades in the country to uh, to operate it and it uh, it really just picked up really quickly like a community just built around the game so we. We've been running um, a couple of tournaments every month. Uh, we have like a like a monthly mixer where we we encourage you know new people coming, and you just kind of get thrown on a random team. And then uh, we've got a more competitive tournament on the I think it's the yeah it's the third Monday of the month, and that's where like the most hardcore Killer Queen teams will come out and compete. And we uh, we live stream those on on Twitch and. We have a really good time with
0: it. And and guys, when he says hardcore, I mean, these fans are die hard. I've jumped into a couple of the Facebook groups and there is yep. like strategy and this is like the most complex arcade platformer I've, I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's something to be seen. I mean, it's, it's definitely just the, the amount of space it demands is just, it, it's awesome <laughs> immediately. <laughs> So and it looks like it there's a lot of mechanics behind it 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 was it was very interesting <laughs> so.
1: yeah it's uh it, it does take up a lot of space, so we were a little bit hesitant to you know we had to remove several games to the arcade to start operating it, but it just started just building up in popularity and it's it's so much fun i mean i I have played a lot of it i've had to slow down lately but um but yeah, we've been. We've been having a blast operating it over the last couple of years, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And we've got a we have a invitational tournament going on um, in August, uh, Camp Killer Queen. So we'll be having teams from around uh, around the country coming to compete.
0: Oh wow, that is awesome. So is yeah, it, this is like the is this could we venture to say this is the for, the first like esports ready arcade game.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, certainly of its t- of its type, it's right. uh, you know it, it it is fundamentally an indie game. Um, just a, you know this team of two guys made it, and it's uh, yeah I don't I don't I can't think of any other game that is really comparable in the in terms of the scene that it's created in such a small amount of time.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested to see if maybe we do see, like, a small independent eSports League pop up around it. Because, like, I remember hearing about it, I want to say, three years ago, maybe a little longer. And, like, Mm -hmm. it was kind of this, you guys got one. And, like, there was, like, you know, 10 or 12 people that would, like, come and play. Like, they were, you know, they put out on Twitter, we're headed down to ground control. We're going to go play, you know, Killer Queen. Now it sounds like there's... Fifty people to come and play and like and now it's in new york and seattle and like it's it's everywhere it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to see like i never thought i'd see an independent arcade game like blow up like this and it's cool to see you guys on the front line of it so.
1: yeah it, it's really cool for us to see um at this point i think that it is uh, maybe not in most states but there's there are a lot more cabinets out there um Chicago's a big city for Killer Queen. Uh, we recently, one of our one of our teams went down to San Francisco for a tournament. Wow. Um, New York is, of course, a, a big Killer Queen scene as well. Right. But yeah, we, uh, you know, we have this this group on Facebook that we started um, back when we got Killer Queen and we realized how much potential there was. So um, yeah, just like watching that group grow in members and it's just completely. It's crazy. It's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. And it seems like we there's do more excitement every day around it. Like it's not one of those things where it's just plateauing. It's like, it's on its way up still over, over the years. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More and more people are getting into it. And, um, you know, we're, we're happy to accommodate We're um, we, we do more and more events on it. Um, it seems like at this point, we're doing a uh, league night every Monday. So, um, at seven o 'clock, the first twenty games of Killer Queen are paid for by small town brewery so we 've got a whole bunch of our regulars coming in every monday and uh you know they 'll they 'll play the the free games and then they 'll just you know all it really takes is a couple of games and you get addicted right so <laughs> so they end up staying all night just uh hanging out and playing killer queen
0: yeah i mean just watching it it's it 's addicting i mean if 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 you guys have a chance, tune into the twitch stream twitch stream, which will give you information at the end. Uh, but it's the game itself is just fun to watch like it's it's very intense
1: (laughs) yeah um yeah it's it's funny we've been talking about a lot but it's kind of hard to describe but uh definitely uh you know google killer queen arcade and and check it out for yourself
0: yeah absolutely I highly recommend but I want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about, like, your comings and goings at, at uh, Ground Control. And, and just you, Dylan, talk a little bit about you, get to know you a little sure. bit. So, um, I, Working at an arcade, I'm sure that there are some crazy awesome things and some crazy funny things that happened. What are some yeah. of your favorite stories you can share with us from your time working at Ground Control?
1: Oh, man. Um, we certainly see a lot of interesting people come through. That's for sure, uh, especially being, you know, we don't have a cover at all during the daytime. Um, and We only we only charge covers at, on, like, Friday, Saturday nights, or if there's an event. So we have a lot of people who come through, even if they just, you know, stop by for a couple of games. Um, man, let's see. We had uh, Louis C.K. stop by earlier this year.
0: Oh, nice. He was in town um, for a show, and he just had to play some games real quick, huh? <laughs>
1: Well, he, he yeah, actually, he showed up, and uh, we do like a monthly comedy show on the third Thursday of the month, and I think that some of the local comics that were friends with um, with some of the comics that were playing his show convinced them to all come by. So people were here for this three dollar comedy show that we do, and then Louis C.K. just showed up and just did a surprise set, you know, surprise to us as well.
0: Oh, that is awesome! He even did a set. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Man, that is the yeah. best value for three dollars anyone has ever gotten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I would have, I would have loved to go to his other show too, but yeah, he's he's at the point where he's playing like huge stadiums, oh, so yeah. it was pretty funny to see him in arcade.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Did he play any games?
1: I didn't see him play any games. Um, it was, it's kind of tough for him at this point. You know, just he gets a lot of attention, so right. he probably. I mean, I was here for, for most of the time that he was here. I didn't see him playing games. But we do get a lot of comedians coming through town. Yeah. And uh, a lot of them like to stop by and play games. I, mean, I saw Eugene Merman here playing games. Uh, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> oh, um, man, that would have been Brian... a sight,
0: Patton Oswalt playing a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we have a photo of him up on our, uh, our Wall of Fame photo album on our Facebook. That's awesome. Um, yeah, there's... Oh, Brian Posehn is a he's a big fan of ours. So he he usually stops by when he's in town Um, Totally different different story. Uh, I Would say that one of the craziest things I've seen around here is when Pokemon go got big Uh, we We are a Pokemon go gym so as you can imagine uh, there were a lot of people coming by just to fight over ground control in the world of Pokemon Go. And that was pretty funny for us to see.
0: I bet. Seeing all the people just standing outside, flicking at their phones. <laughs> yeah, or just,
1: like, sitting down at the table inside. The funnier thing, though, is that we were all we were all uh, playing as well. So we'd see some people come in and be like, oh, we better defend our gym. Because <laughs> we, most of us, most of us um, decided to go Team Mystic. So... We were all kind of on the same team trying to defend ground control, but we had to work, so we we're pretty easily overcome with customers.
0: <laughs> Maybe that was their ploy is they were they were sending half of the team in to come buy drinks and, and get you guys all off of Pokemon Go so that they could take you
1: <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I still um, I literally I see this guy standing outside right now and he's probably playing Pokemon Go. We see it all the time
0: that is awesome i mean for an arcade to be a gym it's a pretty good idea so it's not a bad thing to do
1: yeah we didn't uh you know we didn't have to even do anything it was already all that data was already set from the whatever game was before before yeah, pokemon ingress.
0: go ingress yeah 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 that game I probably just
1: carried over so
0: yeah did you know that that game was made to improve mapping i
1: didn't know that yeah. but that makes sense
0: yeah, it was. I thought that was kind of interesting because I was reading about the history of, of Pokemon Go, and uh, so I got into Ingress a little bit, and it was. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It was a genius ploy, and then. Pokemon yeah, no Go. kidding. <laughs> so, but...
1: Even more genius for, uh, for uh, what is it, uh, Niantic? Yeah, yeah, Niantic, to take over the world. Yeah. We it got so big around here that we had to do a. Um, we didn't have to, but we decided we wanted to do a Pokemon Go party, which was one of the funniest and best events that we've had here, I'd say. We, it was, like, right in the middle of summer when, when the game was probably at its most popular. We had a line out the door, so we were at capacity with people in here who were just crazy about Pokemon Go. We were doing, like, a, like a costume contest. Uh, we had, like, a photo booth set up with a bunch of, um, like, plush Pokemon toys. Oh, uh, we had, we had some weird stuff going on. We had like a meme contest, where people would like submit Pokemon-related memes, and we'd show them on the projector. Oh, yeah, that, that that was a questionable decision, I guess. But um,
0: hey, lying around <laughs> the block was the right decision. So.
1: <laughs> it was uh, it was super fun though. We just um, you know we did a whole bunch of random contests throughout the night and. It was back when everyone was in love with the game, so that that stands out to one of the uh most memorable and funniest, you know, one off events that we've done.
0: That is awesome. I mean I can't I can't make fun of anyone to play Pokemon Go. I've I've ran across a couple of closed golf courses after some Charmanders. So Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean Oh no. yeah,
1: I was I was I was in there deep for a while.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was really the map changes that got me. I just didn't have the time to just walk around and find everything. Like when I had, <laughs> when I had like, oh, there's gonna be stuff spawning here. I'll go walk around that area for two hours and play, you know. But
1: yeah, and my, uh, you know, my, my console game and uh, and PC library backlog just grew and grew. Yep. So So had to shift focus back to that.
0: I feel you there. I did the depressing look at what how much what percentage of your Steam library you've played and I'm like below fifty and over two hundred titles. It's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my
1: I don't even want to bring up my my Steam library. It's embarrassing. <laughs> All those humble bundles add up, let me tell you.
0: Oh man, I tell you what, the humble bundle addiction is real life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every single one. Gotta get it in on it. It's Plus going the to monkey. a good cause, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, so you're a gamer I assume you work at an arcade are you what what console or platform are you playing currently and uh, what game are you into like where's where's your game of the year right now as we sit
1: oh man um, it's probably one that I haven't played enough of um, I, I have a crazy backlog going on right now but um, I'm mostly playing uh, my PS4 Pro my Xbox One and uh been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs>
0: yes, but,
1: sir. But um, I need to spend more time with Zelda, yep. um, Breath of the Wild. That's uh, I recognize how amazing it is, and I just haven't let myself um, get as into it as I as I wish I had time for. I have a sealed copy of Horizon sitting around okay. that uh, I'm itching to play.
0: Yeah, I've heard that's um, great.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like both of those games um, I think are going to end up being pretty high on a lot of people's top ten lists at the end of the year. I have, uh, I have a PSVR headset, so I recently got Farpoint. Ooh. And that game is super fun. It's, uh, it's a relatively simple FPS, um, which is, you know, understandably simple since you're holding a plastic gun and uh, – it's you know there's only so much you can do with movement in vr without getting motion sick right so like most of the enemies will be coming at you um like like straight on it's not exactly like a corridor shooter like you can you can go anywhere but the level design is pretty it's pretty linear and um, you can pretty much get through most of the game just kind of facing forward or you know slightly to the left or the right but all that aside it is awesome. And, uh, just like the feeling of the PlayStation aim controller and just like moving it around in your hands and, you know, you actually bring it up to your face to aim down the sights oh, nice. Um, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but once you check it out, it's like, yeah, this is, this is what I like about VR. Yeah.
0: See, I've tried most of the VR platforms, Oculus, uh, Vive, all that jazz. Um, but PSVR is one I've not been able to get a, get my hands on, um, and it just didn't seem like it was super popular. But I, I figured like with all of that the PS motion stuff they did before that that some of it was going to be just phenomenal, you know. So like. The-
1: yeah, it's um honestly it's it's kind of hit or miss depending on the game. Right. Um, I think that the Move controllers work pretty well overall. Um, there are a lot of good games for playstation vr i think that's one of the strengths is that it has a pretty solid library at this point um i don't have a current enough pc to to justify you know getting into the uh the vive or oculus game but uh
0: yeah, I think it's I think it's a couple of years out anyway, or at least a year. I mean, the vibe is really cool. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a lot yeah. of fun to play, but you really need a spotter because the cable's kind of a pain. Um, it's super immersive. So if you're if you're there by yourself, there's like a high potential for, you know, running into something, losing a <laughs> of time. Um, and some of the games are really clunky. Like um, one of my favorite games is this like military simulation game. And like it's a lot of fun, the potential's there, but it's still like very beta y. Whereas I can see oh, yeah. PlayStation, you know, they don't release beta titles, right? Like they're 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 <laughs> gonna give you a full VR release and, and I think that library is probably one of the stronger parts, like, out of all the VR.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of like ten, fifteen dollar clunkers on there. Yeah. But um there, there are plenty of awesome games. Like Resident Infinite is quite an experience in VR uh thumper i don't know if you've heard of thumper have not uh it's described as a rhythm violence game okay it's uh it's really cool actually um you should check it out to get uh, to take a look at it but it is a punishingly difficult rhythm game where you're some kind of some kind of metallic space beetle um some some mix of like a mix of uh I don't know. I, I can't even begin to describe <laughs> it, but it's it's truly awesome, and and playing it in VR will pretty much make you lose your mind in the best way.
0: That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, can you tell the listeners where they can keep up on Ground Control, where they can find out about the nearest events, watch your Twitch streams, that kind of stuff, give them the rundown?
1: Yeah. Um. You can see our website at groundcontrol.com. We're actually... Uh, getting ready to launch a newer version of our website, so there's some outdated information on there at the moment, but uh, we're all up to date on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, I'm on there pretty much every day, uh, you know, answering questions and posting information about events and such. Um, yeah, just, uh, everything is just at Ground Control, awesome. uh, and that's uh, control with a K. And um, our Twitch is ground underscore control.
0: Awesome. And do you guys stream most of your live events, or is it just the uh, the Killer Queen stuff?
1: Uh, so far, it's just Killer Queen. That's kind of our introduction to using Twitch. But um, with our new space, with like the the new screen setup that we have, we're going to we're going to try to start implementing more streaming, and um, we're we're going to start using our big screens for a lot more events as well. So like tonight we have our uh, our monthly last Thursday indie game night. So like every last Thursday we just play indie games on the PS4 on this giant screen, and it's super fun. It's it's uh, it's free to play. So people just show up and we teach them about you know some of the classic indie games on PS4, some of the upcoming games. Like we'll try to get beta codes. Awesome. And um, yeah, as far as Twitch though. Uh, We'll we'll be trying to expand that in the near future.
0: Awesome, man. Well, Dylan, I want to thank you so much for stopping by. I know you guys are busy with all this remodel and everything going on. So, um, thanks again, and I can't wait to come down and throw some more quarters into a machine, man. We're gonna have to play some uh, some uh, the Alien Armageddon together or some Crisis, and uh, we'll beat it in one credit.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I
0: had to carry someone last time, so I, I could use someone that you know knows their way around a light gun. Hey, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today for this episode of Voice Activated. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And Dylan, thank you so much for stopping by and giving us the lowdown on Ground Control's new space. Um, if you guys are in Portland, make sure you go down, pop a few quarters in a machine, and check out what they have down there. Um, you won't regret it. And until next time, see you guys later.